Hey, everybody. Good morning and welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March and I am here today with Miss Alex Lodner. Hello. How good are morning. You? We're good. It's January. Yeah, it's, it's the so end of January. January. You guys have made it through a month of this of 2023. Almost the 20. 20- Eighth? Yeah, today's the 28th. Yeah. So it's like we've got, but af- on the other side of this weekend is February. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, it's still cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday month. Yeah. So I try February. February. Yeah. Which I can't even say the word. Really? Which is very February. Febru- February. I February. just go February. Okay. I don't February. care. February. I'll just take that. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a good month. It's all right. I don't know. It feels like maybe you're coming out of it. Um, You've got spring break to look forward to. Yeah, but winter is winter is winter. I need I need it to be May. This is like the winterest of winter weekends because the carnival kicked off yeah. and the Great Northern is hanging out around town. There's so much stuff going on this weekend. And yeah. of course, of course, of course, it's going to be like four. You know what I mean? Like, that's what happens when you plan all these big winter things. And then it's like, it's going to be really cold. I know what's going on for me this weekend. I know. I know, right? Like, you're just going to hunker down or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I went out last night. Uh, Where'd you I go? don't go out. Where'd so you go? I went out. I uh, went with my friend Tasha. Mm-hmm. And we went to see the Jorgensons play at the Sherwood Lounge. Have you been to the Sherwood Lounge? No. What is this? It sounds oh, like it's my somewhere gosh. not it's, in Minnesota. It's dive like the bar co- heaven. The Sherwood Lounge. It's called, I want to say it's called Colleen's Sherwood Lounge. And there's a play? No, no, no. This oh. is the, the a band. Oh, 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 it's a band. Yes, it's a band. And so we went inside them for a little bit. But I, I was saying to Tasha, I don't even know what to order because how spoiled are we? I'm used to, I'm sorry, do you have a cocktail menu? Oh. And they're, you know, it's not that kind of a place. It's like, oh, I don't it's even got know. a meat raffle. It's, so it's got a meat <laughs> raffle. It's got a lady in a cage with the yep, pool tab. With the pool. I love yep, a pool yep. tab moment. I'm not going to lie. And it was people playing pool when we walked in. The whole bar turns around like out of the movies. The whole bar turns around, looks at us. Like we're actually wearing makeup, and so we you did that for a little bit. It was really fun. The drink I had, uh, I didn't know what to order. I had ordered a gin and tonic because I figured I don't want to insult this guy no, by ordering. Gin and tonic is great. No, 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 it is. But I just, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not going to order like a Negroni or you know at this bar. It was five bucks. Wow. Five bucks. Wow. I know. If I could drink more than one cocktail a night, I would have ordered four just because I could. God. Yeah. And then we that, went. There's to, a little freedom of like setting a twenty down. And it was a. It was knowing a you're going to get four drinks. Like, a, like Hello. we're not. Yeah, that's the '90s. That was the '90s. Remember when we 90s, would go to like, yeah. you know, oh yeah, Rolling Rock for three twenty-five. Yes, I know. I know. So that's that was really fun. And then we went. Um, okay, in the Sherwood Lounge, I looked it up. It's on yeah, White Bear Avenue. It is. It Paul. is. Great. It is. Um, yeah, everyone was really. Bartender was nice. Everybody was nice. Saw my. These are friends of mine, the Jorgensons, that play all over town. Saw them briefly, and then we went across town. Yeah. This is the least me thing ever, but we went across town. You're feeling it. To Minneapolis, paid for parking. Oh. I know. And walked a block. Tasha's like, it's only a block. No. It's a winter block. There's a different thing when it's a winter block. It's like a New York block. Yeah. And so we went to the Aster, which is such a... Have you been to the... Well, yes, of course. Of course. That was a dumb (laughs) question. I'm sorry. Hi, I'm old. I'm old. I've been in a roll. Yes. What a gorgeous bar. I know. Gorgeous, gorgeous bar. So we went Let's have a moment for the Aster. It is on St. Anthony, Maine area. It's off River... It's the River Walk. It's the cobblestone-y, bumpy river Great live music bar great live not music. the best food there just oh, to be I, clear we didn't eat okay so great good drinks 
But like really yeah, cute, really and they do drinks. like I've been to books and bars there. I've yeah. been to different like oh, okay. symposiums there. I oh love my gosh, that really place. in that tiny space? Yes, like oh. cramming people in. Well, there's also they have an event space next door to right. it right. that is kind of like overflow. So we've done things. There well, too. that that whole area is weird because you walk. Super so weird. you're at the Astor Bar, which is um, in the corner, right? Yeah. So it's got two walls of windows, and then if you have to go to bathroom, it's yeah. by the theater, which is about <laughs> seven miles away. Which they just redid it not too long ago. The theater, right? Oh, I didn't step in. Oh. Is uh, what's the bar that was down there? Um, pra, 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 pra. Prakna, I mean. yes. Oh, right. So I, so everything else is shut down when you're there at night yeah. to go. So you're walking through these weird hallway offices and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what's over there. So, but anyway, we went there to see another musician named Matthew French. It was his CD release party. Oh, nice! And Look at you with like the live I know, music. I'm revisiting my youth. You are. Uh, we went. That was really good. He's extremely talented. That was really really fun. The drinks there were nineteen dollars. Okay. <laughs> so it was not exaggerating when I said that. You know, five dollars yeah. versus I could get four for twenty. But amazing. Actually, I think mine was cheaper. But I got the Aster New Fashion. which is an an old-fashioned. Okay, let's have a moment and talk about drink prices, just since you brought it up. <laughs> oh, goody. What is I'm your... so glad I didn't prepare for today's I, show. No, I know. You, you're, <laughs> because you, I knew you're, better now. You're on the ride. You're on the ride. But this is more of exploratory. This is about your yes. opinions, and this is like, you yeah. know, thinking about what do you... What is, like, average for a cocktail price for you? Think about that. Like, how much does should a cocktail cost? Boy, that is so... That's such a good question because it depends on where you are. Right, okay. Um, it depends on if I know who is behind the bar. Oh, really? Well, because... You I mean, mean, like, if it's a name person? you pay for, for a pip cocktail? Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, if it's a name person, if it's someone that I trust... Uh, first of all, I would never... Depends on the situation, too. I, I love going to a bar where I know the bartender and say, here's what I like. Okay. And then have them create something. Right. And then at that point, I don't know how much it's going to cost. They I, don't know how much it's going to cost. I was looking I, to see if I could find a menu from like Meteor Bar. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, did you? Yeah. So, if you do like, you know, martini flight or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, it's hard to find because they don't have them. They don't have one like, but they get like, right. there's like, a, they have a martini flight. They had one around New Year's Eve. That was a $15. It gets you two ounces of each teeny, you know, limited amount. That's, but there's like... You know, fancy eggnog was eight dollars. Shot of the moment was four dollars. You know, they tried to keep fancy eggnog is that eight dollars. That sounds low. I know, and so but they when they opened, they were talking about that they wanted to do, they kind of wanted to have a twelve dollar cocktail, you know, moment. Like okay, that but was can't what the we menu. just talk about the fact that that's a big deal that a cocktail is only twelve dollars. And that's what I kind of want to know. Like, is it is twelve bucks too much? Is it the thirteen? But they have they like during Halloween. I see their their list. They had some thirteens and fourteens and things like that. And then I think about when people get angry about a fifteen dollar cocktail. I think that somebody wrote an article about like, wow, fifteen dollar cocktails are here. And I don't know if I'm mad at that. Is my point? I might like when you said nineteen dollar cocktail. I'm like, I get that everything is costing more and everything else, but yeah. but for some reason, drinks have people have a problem equating the same menu rising prices with drinks. Okay, so I want to be fair to the Astro because I'm looking at their menu now, and to be fair to them, of course, the only thing that stuck in my memory was their one nineteen dollar cocktail. Oh, everything okay. else, probably because it it was a little shocking, but yeah, everything else is around thirteen. Like, okay, I had the Astro New Fashion. Um, which was 13. And I think that's 
expected. Okay. Fair? I don't know what's fair, but I think... but I, And I, we're drinking in place, and then you get, like, the VFW $5 gin and tonic, and that's a whole different animal to and me. Just as good. I mean, it's, it is because you're getting a gin and tonic. Lex, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. I know. How old is Lex? Lexi is, is a Gen Z in okay. her social 20s okay. who is, um, she's a go out girl. She likes to hang out. Um, Lex, when you go out, what is your cocktail? Like, wh- how much are you expecting to pay for a drink? Um, Like 12, 13, so I feel you are. like around there. Yeah, but because of that, I feel like it's more normal for my friends to want to meet up and drink at someone's place before we go to a bar. Okay. So you're pre-gaming. You're pre-gaming, and that makes yeah. it so that you don't have to go out and get a bunch of cocktails. Yeah, otherwise then my wallet's going to hurt in the morning. Hurt. Okay, yeah. now here's a question for you too, Lex. Are you, like, are you thinking like you're going to go out and you guys are definitely going to cocktail, or are you going to go get beer? You, do you get beers when you go out, or is it... I don't. You don't. I'm not really a beer person. I feel like your generation has rejected the craft beer thing. Yeah. Hmm. It's just not... It's not... Do you get wine thing. when you go out ever? No. 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 Just drinks. Cocktails. Cocktails, yeah. yeah. Well, what, what okay. we were actually talking about. This is good about- science. <laughs> Thank you, Lex. <laughs> Thank you, what Lex. we were actually talking about this last night is the fact that when we were younger, yeah, I didn't really like to drink because your options were a gin and tonic or a, a rolling rock. Yeah. Well, now a cocktail is like a meal. I would, I would rather do a beautiful, yeah. well-balanced cocktail than... Well, not a rather, but it's the same as. I remember having this conversation years ago with some friends who always ended the night with a really nice cocktail. Yeah. And to me, I was like, no, I'd rather have the Budino or I'd rather yeah. have the... But now I, I get it. Now I get that a really nuanced cocktail. Yeah. Well, something yeah. well done like that. To but me, you it's, can just like savor. A fine, it's just like a fine dish. Well, I think there's something about drinking to like, you know, start the night. Let's get going. I like the idea of pre-gaming a lot because then you have your... You kind of get on your roll, and you're not relying on this twenty dollars cocktail to right. get you on the roll necessarily. Yeah. Um, but I do like the idea of. Uh, to me, it's like I don't drink just to get tuned up. Same. same. I drink, and we've talked about this because we right. talked about it during the TCH or THC show. But oh, like, right. I drink because I want the flavors, and I like the construction, and I like it to be like you're saying a meal. Almost. Yeah, exactly. And I, so I go for the experience of experiencing that cocktail. Plus, I can only have one cocktail a night. Well, and that's so where that's we, a whole different. <laughs> that's another, a whole problem. So pre-gaming for me, Lexi, I'd be like, okay, y'all go out. Okay, see you guys later. We're done now. Oh, are we done? Oh, we're done. Okay, right. I know. Well, this is great. All right, we're going to take a quick break. (laughs) And we're going to roll into the rest of the show, you guys. We're going to talk about James Beard nominations. Uh We've got some sandwich tech to update. We've got Alex has gone to Napa, and she's going to give us the down low on what that was like. Uh, And we're going to have, we're talking about soup and soup talk. Oh, we are? Soup TikTok. Awesome. I know. It's going to be so much fun. You guys hang out. This is a weekly dish on My Talk 1071, and uh, we'll, we, we'll be right back. The 2023 Best New Year's Resolution goes to Bob. <clears throat> when shopping on Marketplace, I'll never ask, is it still available? And then vanish when they say yes. Most resolutions are silly, but a commitment to be healthier overall, that's attainable. The YMCA is making it easy this month with a $0 enrollment plus people to help you reach your goals. Hurry and join before January 31st. Thank you. You're welcome. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on this last Saturday of January. Um, It's kind of uh, always the weather report is dang. People are probably sick of hearing me complain about how I don't like the cold. Well, here's the thing. They're yelling at the radio, just move. I know. Well, listen, 
I'm going to say that I'm, yes, poly positive, you know, about this because I am a January baby. I mean, tomorrow is my birthday. Yes. And Happy so, birthday, thank everyone. You. Thank you very much. Say that. Um, say that to her. I'm an Aquarius. I tend yes. to be a little bit more optimistic. And I think that, like, the... I think all the snow, it does, I have basically created a fjord out of my driveway, you know, and that's what that's going to be. But I know that the Better snow. Better than your last driveway, though. Oh, God, yes. Um, yeah, I would never have shoveled that. But um, but it literally was, I think about like the snow is like, I got a note from the Untides guys, uh, the farms, you know, the little farms. Oh, yes, 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 yes. They put their, on their newsletter that they were like so happy for all the snow because they had such bad soil conditions that okay. this is really look at them looking at this is like this is great oh, this is enough snow so that it's going to melt down way deep Silver enough into the lining. soil so that they're going to potentially have some really great soil coming into the right. harvest right. so or into the planting season so that's right. wonderful to hear right. um and i think like you know the cold the super cold it just keeps out those giant spiders i find with that like all those bad we, that's bugs? where you go? Yes. Okay. I'm fine with that because okay. those are the worst things. I mean, brown recluse? No, thank you. <laughs> oh, or the, yeah, The big poison, the ones that can eat birds? Right. No, the thank you. The wolf spiders? Or, yes, yeah, no. no. Uh-uh. Well, they have them in Wisconsin, so I hate to tell you, but the Well, they're not, not here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm a Pisces baby, so I take everything oh, personally. You do. I so know this. this is very offensive this. to me. I know. I'm sorry about that. Okay. But I'm not sorry because I'm an Aquarius. Okay. Anyway, so moving on. <laughs> But nonetheless, I know it's cold and I know that it's tough. And, and I love the fact that we all sort of suffer through it together. So that's also mm, the part of it for very me. Very kumbaya. I'm super kumbaya. I'm a little woo-woo. Um, all right. So I, we want to talk about the James Beard nominations quickly. Okay. Because this is the semifinalists. They yep. were announced. Um, yep. And I wanted to know. So let's talk about who it is. But I kind of also want to know if you if there's somebody, if there's places that you think should have been nominated. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? So first let's talk about who got the noms and, and for people who are maybe not aware of how this goes or what's going on with this, it is truly, um, the, the long list is the first semifinals. They kind of like all the nominations have come in and they've sort of narrowed it down and then they're going to pick from this list. So the people who are on this list are not necessarily going to be the finalists. Right. So it's March and then the final is June, right? Yeah, the next list will come out March 29th, and then that will be the people who actually go to the awards. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, it'll be interestingly different. And then we'll see, right? So the there was so last year, if you remember, we got kind of the big ticket win. We got yeah, the yeah. win, mm-hmm. which is a Womney got right. oh, best yeah, new right, restaurant right. in the country. Right. And I think that there's something to say about the fact that we were, you know, tagged for that and that that's like we didn't get we didn't get noms in any other category, any of the national categories this year so far. Like we're not in the running for outstanding service, outstanding restaurateur, outstanding bar program, none of that. You think that's because we get I don't the- know. I don't know. I mean, it's because we're small enough state where that could be a that could be a consideration. Obviously, in New York, that never happens. There's always New York is always in the nomination right, process. Right. But because well, you're a smaller been the talk forever, is, yeah, we're not a flyover country. Pay attention to us. But at I, at the same time, I think that people like I think these voters are like, well, let's look at Mil- let's look at Milwaukee now, or let's look at Madison. Let's let you know they look at our region and they think yeah. about maybe since we got the big ticket win, maybe they're going to look to other places to see if there's something as equally stunning. Interesting. What year did Ann Kim win? Was that she two years ago? Won in 2019. Okay. Oh, yeah, wow. I think so. That's the okay. year I went. So. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, just as a reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get one national nom. We got Sean McKenzie, who yes. is uh, Cafe Series, and she's now head baker for Rustica, which is yep. great. Yep. And um, she's just got all, she's, you know, obviously close friends with Danny Del Prado. I think she's one of those people who is not, um, you know, in like the limelight. She doesn't really show up at events and she doesn't, people don't know her locally, I think. Right. Right. Well, her pastries are amazing. Oh, I mean, she's so unique she is with tahini and talented. Yeah, yes, very talented beyond I loved, talented. I loved seeing her name come up. Yeah, I was extremely mm-hmm, happy for that, mm-hmm. and she deserves it. She's yes. really, she's really clever, and she's really in tune with, and she's super about her craft. You know, mm-hmm. she's not out on Instagram making you know anything. She's about the craft of baking, and that's yep. she's super serious about it. Mm-hmm. All right, so then we get into the best chef Midwest category, and that's where we kind of basically owned all of that, right? I mean, like, we have Anne Ahmed from Kaluna and and Lat 14. So that's a pretty big... That She's ecstatic to be nominated. Oh, she deserves Her first it. one. Right, and Lemongrass closed. So. It closes in March. Oh, closes in March? Yeah. Ooh, I haven't... Okay, oh, I, listen, thought I, I, I thought I missed it. No, I did chat with her the other day, and she said that it is gangbusters. She's okay. like, She's like, we should have announced we were closing a year ago, because... Yeah. Like she's like, it is We're so closing busy. in twenty twenty five. You <laughs> yeah. might want to hurry up. It's the Noma thing, right? Right. right. Oh gosh. Um, but so she's ecstatic and she's super happy. She's been cooking the longest out of everybody on this list, I think. And you know, locally, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, lemongrass opened like fourteen, fifteen years ago, something like that. Is that only? I thought it was even longer than. Oh, that. Oh, it could be. It could yeah. be. But I mean, yeah. so she's sort of like the grand dame of on the list. We have Christina mm-hmm. Wynn of High High. And uh, Ola Repa, but Hi Hi is the is the place that gets the nod, I think, on this one. Right. And she's yeah. obviously just a talent. She was up when Ann Kim was nominated too. Yeah. We have Karen Tomlinson of Muriel, which much deserved, I believe. And um, you know, she's been getting a lot of national attention, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Yia Vang of Union Monk Kitchen, and obviously Slurp and yada yada. And Yia was up last year too. He was nominated last year. Yeah. So who wasn't nominated? Jorge was left off the list. He was nominated last year. Well, that's that's actually what struck me the most is who wasn't who wasn't on the nominated list. because yeah. there's sort of the staples that you used you kind of get used to seeing, and I don't know the history. You know, you might tell me I don't know if Alex Roberts right, but he's just always I feel like that's what you see. You he see was, him. but he was nominated. I mean, Alex Roberts was on the list a long time ago because he won. Right, right. No, no, no. I oh. know that, but I'm saying this year, like this finalist. I don't know. It was more. It was more omissions. That we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We were just talking about the James Beard Awards um, and who we thought was left out. I said Jorge. Is there anybody else who you thought was maybe left out? Stephen Brown. Stephen Brown. I always believe that Stephen Brown should be on that list. He should just perennially be on that list. Well, you know, there's a there's certain chefs in town, and everyone has their own list of people that you will follow to the end of the earth. What what do you get? Whatever you cook, whatever you open up, wherever you go, there. Yeah, I'll be there. And Stephen Brown is one of those people. And so for me, and so I just it's a it's weird to see. It was a weird list to see. Yeah, there was there was a handful of those people. Well, I think it does tend to push forward. You know what I mean? They tend to look at new and forward. And I it's hard because I think that they are supposed to be about like journeys. Like they're supposed to sort of be like people who are seasoned and are not a flash in the pan. And yet and I'm not saying any of those people are none of those people on this list are flash in the pan. They all have had long journeys to get where they are. Mm -hmm. Um they just have, there's, you know, it's a couple of young restaurants as far as like, 
Kaluna is newish, although Anne's been cooking forever. And Muriel is newish, but Karn is tested and true and been cooking forever. And Yiz is sort of like, you know, it's what I like about Yiz is that it is a it is definitely a different vision of the food, of Hmong food, and then also really um you know, looking at different uh, ways of seeing a restaurant, like having a count, a kitchen counter or right. a food hall counter, having a food truck, having, you know, a pop up. Those are interesting. Those are evolutions. And that's cool that they are honoring that. Absolutely. And I think that it just I, here's something I don't know about James Beard. Is there an amount of people? So is it like, OK, five finalists or could it be a limitless? No, I mean, like, no, there's there is an amount. There's so an amount. it'll come yeah. down to. It'll come down to I don't know how many, I don't know if it's like five. Sometimes okay. it's more. I'm not sure. They they okay. did they have changed the rules a lot in the last couple of years. So they I couldn't speak to the exact rule, and I'm not okay. a voting member of that. Okay. So because that because if there is if it is a finite thing, then I'm really happy with the people who are on there, uh, and wouldn't want any them bumped by anyone else. But, yeah. But if it was if it was up to me, there's people who to me is a glaring omission. Yeah. Um. Who else? So. Well, Jorge, you said, yeah, definitely. I don't I mean, like that he's not in there. At yeah, all. I, you know what I'm more interested in. I mean, I guess I'm interested to see what happens with um, as we move forward. I mean, I think Danny Del Prado should be absolutely be given some sort of recognition. I do think that I'm excited to see this Argentinian steakhouse for. That's what I right. would. I would probably give it to him for Colita because I think that's a spectacular space. Yes. And a menu that I love. Mm -hmm. But I would like to see when he cuts to this next place where he's taking over Bachelor Farmer and doing that. I will be excited to see what that looks like. Do you feel like he has too many things going on? Then it's starting to feel. I am not of that mind in the fact of I, 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 I am. I, I have a concern for those restaurants um, I know that the reason that he's opening so many is because his in his mind he's building places for his staff to go. Oh, cool. You know, he's like yeah. saying, I have managers who want to go and elevate their careers. I have servers who want to become managers, managers who want to become owners. And he's like, You have to give them places to figure out what they want to do. Right. And I and I hear that and I agree with that. And he does have a loyal group of um management, I think. And so yeah. that's really great. <clears throat> I don't know. How we feel. He also wants to culture chefs. Like he wants, he doesn't want to just be his name on a place. He wants right. it to be a collaboration. Like, you know, he wants their names to be a part of it. Right. So what I want to hear from chefs like that, who are opening basically a mini, mini chain, mini empire is that they have so much to give and so much in their, in their mind, yeah. you know? So I know with Gavin Kaysen, he really loved the Mediterranean food and he was looking he, for a place to put was, it. He absolutely has been thinking about Mediterranean food forever. Yeah. And so he opened Mara in order to fulfill that vision. And so to me it's well, is the motivation to open as many places as possible and to become a mini empire? Or is it because you've always wanted a steakhouse? Is it because you've always wanted a taco place? And then I don't care if you open a hundred places, right. but it's it's just that fear of what is the motivation behind opening so many places in a really short time. You want art over money. I That's what you want. To, everything to be able to like give your stamp of love towards right, something. absolutely. And I don't care if it's a taco truck, like you said. Yeah. I don't care if it's a tiny hole. But you don't in the want wall. some, but you want art over the business of opening more restaurants. Obviously, means more revenue. Obviously, means more. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. That's is good. that is, <laughs> No, it's just it's a good analysis. Is a it okay. is no, it's a good analysis. Right. I think that's true. Yeah. Um I want it to be a dream. Mm-hmm. I want to hear, oh, you know, 
when I came here, I had this vision of opening a a repa place, and then I fell in love with this cooking. And so I wanted to come from something that you really want to share with people. Yeah. You're enchanted. You want to be enchanted by the story. You oh, want to be enchanted wow. by the food. You okay. want to be you want to be drawn into the magic. Yes, I want yes. to know that it, where it's coming from. Yeah. And I I am with you on this right. too, but I also like a business story. Okay. And I'm also about like what are you doing to make this sustainable? What are you doing to make this a reality so that it continues to function yeah. beyond to be good to your people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes. all of that is as important to me as Right. Is your plate of pasta uh, like, you know, life changing? <laughs> I want to cancel life changing. I want to cancel the phrase life changing. Can we also a revelation? Oh, I don't know how I feel about that word. <laughs> I read that all the time. Like, like, I don't ravioli know what that was means. A revelation? I don't know what that means. Okay, what are some of the other ones? <laughs> oh, so. No, we go down. Well, I know, I know that um, I had an, uh, a fun conversation. Eric Eastman, if oh, you're yeah. listening, he really wants to cancel Journey. Oh, I'm on the journey. I'm on a journey. This is my pasta He's journey. He's like, dude, if you're not going from one place to the other, to the other. you're not on a journey. Oh, that is so really funny. So now I cannot funny. hear that word. Anymore. I actually disagree with that because I do oh, believe there Eastman. are spiritual journeys. There are, you know, mm-hmm. I believe that that I actually am like, what is what else would you say if you're on I'm on I'm evolving. I would like people to evolve and if you're right. going the journey, but like I don't like it when they just like, well, I'm on this journey. You don't have to talk about your journey it's if you talk about, about it as a journey maybe that's the problem yes it's kind of like when people put on their profile entrepreneur oh you're not oh if you say it yeah you're not oh interesting it, right yeah uh, what else is like it you good? wear that as an identity more than you have you're actually out because there doing it's it. meaningless yeah. it's absolutely meaningless i know i well forever and always my big problem was like when we would talk when people would say this is done to perfection this is grilled to perfection and it's like <laughs> So you're saying that everything else on the menu that doesn't have that word super sucks. Like maybe we did a half, maybe we did a half-assed job that on that this one. one. Yeah. Was meh. This next one is this salad is tossed half-assedly. You know, like maybe but we maybe run not out to of perfection, words. but we run out of words at some point. People, you know, well, if you want to know what the bane of our existence is, existence yes. is for as food writers, it's that we cannot use the word delicious three hundred times. So we have to come up with different ways yes. of describing literally the exact same thing. So, and this was actually Hanson. I don't know if it was last week she was talking about it, but she said, she's like, I think I need to take like a writing class. She's like, cause all I do is say the word yum for everything. I'm like, yes, we know. I don't think I'm even allowed to say that word, but yeah. So we'll do an article. Well, what are the seven best Caesar salads yes. in the twin cities? Well, how do you describe Caesar salads? Seven different ways. I know. Well, this is the point also where you're like, maybe we're in a place now that we don't need to have like so much floral, like romance around the words because around the foods, because like we're all in, maybe we just need to be a little bit more honest about some stuff. Sometimes I feel like some of the floral writers, you know, who, who are so into the craft of the words around it, make me uncomfortable because I know that the re because here's the deal when you're on radio like this and you talk to people, we have a call in segment coming up, but when people want to talk about food, they want it and they'll give you their answers. They they're like, you know what? You said this was great. And it wasn't, you said this was like this and it wasn't. But if you're so centered on making a beautiful phrase around a piece of food and then someone 
their interpretation of that is like, it's like a summer's day. It's like being in a spring meadow. This pasta is like <laughs> summer of your 21st year. Oh, and then they're like, they feel this thing. And they're like, that's a beautiful metaphor. And I get it. And I'm there. And you're like, so this was lemon pasta. <laughs> And it's a letdown. So last night at the Aster, the adorable bartender made uh, Tasha a drink. She told him what she liked. He made her a drink and it had pear in it. And so I took a sip and I was like, this tastes like Thanksgiving because it had that apple yeah, peri pie feel to it. Right. And the look on his face, <laughs> I may as well have just spat that thing out. Really? He was like, it does not it taste does like not. Okay. But so it should be it tastes like Thanksgiving a on it. to me. <laughs> it's my you don't know what I eat for Thanksgiving. I know. I you guys, I'm having a hard time. I think I talked about this later, but I'm having a hard time with like people discovering. Like I know I'm getting old because like the cycles are turning and people are discovering things. I'm like, Do not we wrote say about that. Martini to me. No, I know, no, no. That's a whole rave. But that's like the idea that I just saw a TikTok for wacky cake. Oh my God. You know, and yeah. I was like, literally, you guys, that's why I put the recipe up again because I get it. It's eggless and that's a thing. Uh-huh. But do you know how long Wacky Cake has been out there? Right. It's a depression high school, era. Thank you. Yeah, I made mm-hmm. it all through high school. And right. it was just like, but the idea that there's like this new thing that is discovered and people have feelings about it that they don't. I'm like, we did all this work to show you all this stuff like 20 years ago. I know, but people are also wearing neon pink. I mean, things come back and no, it, gets, and I to, know. it gets to be rediscovered. Trust me. I know yeah. this is me being an oldster who is like, <laughs> no, I already talked about like when people just when the kids are discovering Kwong again oh. and they're like, oh my God, there's this place where we have, I don't think you've heard of it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's Kwong Valley. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there's my little rant and rave. And oh, we're good. Obviously, we're- it's I'm going to be 52 tomorrow because I'm feeling the feels of being old. So uh, here's the deal, you guys. We are running into the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, 651-641-1071. If you want to give us a call, if you want to rant and rave about food words. What's your worst... Word you cannot. What's the word that you hate when we use too? Oh yeah, tell I would us. like to know that. I know I have to stop using the word vibrant because I was like, girl. Get off that word. You everything used, I was writing was vibrant. I you was used like, to say situation for everything. I know. And I, I think I, I cycled out of that one, and I, I, I have a lot proud more. Proud of you. But anyway, feel free to call us on your peccadillo, so we'll be right back. This is uh, the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I am Steph March. I'm here with Alex Lodner, and we are in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So give us a call, 651-641-1071. We are going to talk about some sandwiches. Um, because that's something that we just were doing over break. Um, you don't but, know this, but you just made a Monday date with me. Oh yeah, we did. Okay, so uh, we have. But first, of course, we have Brian on the line. Brian, are you there? I am there. Hi. Are you there. We're here. What's going on today, um, sir? Just wanted to say happy 29th birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, remind you, I believe I told you last year the song that was number one. Oh yeah. When you were born. Okay. Three weeks. It was number one. Knock three times. Tony the Orlando and Dawn. That's is that Tony Orlando and Dawn? Well, the book just says Dawn. Okay. But Tony Orlando was always featured with them. So, oh. But oh. three weeks, knock three times. Oh my God, I love that it. That actually makes me feel really old. That's so great. That song. Thanks so much, Brian. Yeah, I appreciate you calling every week, sir. Yep. Yeah, bye. Bye. Um, that's amazing. That's awesome. I know. If you guys want to call in 651-641-1071, it does not have to be about my birthday, to be clear. It should, though. No. So we, um, so on my Instagram, there is, I posted some sandwiches last night, and it's because I popped by Westside, which is over in Texatonka, and I got to tell you, 
uh, we are talking. So Alex and I have been talking about egg sandwiches for a while because we're kind of <laughs> both obsessed with them a little bit. And I think a lot of people are. And so I actually want to know if you guys are out there and you have an egg sandwich that you love that we should be looking at. You should call us and tell us or send us a note because we're always up for uh, egg sandwich tech. Um, I have to tell you, I did get the one at Alma Provisions mm-hmm. and it is crushable. So they have a bunch of egg sandwiches. They have the they have ones that are on biscuits. They have like a biscuit with a scramble and pimento cheese. Oh. I know. And they and you can add the bacon or you can add something on there. But here's the thing is, I, then they have like the toasted roll egg sandwich. Okay. And that to me is more of like, because here's my gig with egg sandwiches. Is I want. Tell us. I need to be able to grab it and go. I don't want to hang. I don't want to sit with a plate and have an egg sandwich. I want to grab it. I'm going to get in my car. And I'm going to eat it in my car. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? No. I, I Yeah. We were talking about yolks. A yolk. A whole yeah. yolk situation, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I will. Mm-hmm. Um, that I like it. I like it. Uzi, I want, to, I want the plate. But I mean, I guess if though- I'm having a brunch. But here's the thing. If I'm sitting down yeah. and having a meal like with people, like a brunch situation, I don't want to have an egg sandwich. That's what? weird about me. I'm just realizing this. I'll okay. get eggs, okay. but I'll have like a dish. But like to me, an egg sandwich is an essence of grabbing it and eating it out of the foiled wrapper. I um, I think I'm not a grab and go fan. The whole I don't want to eat anything in my car. Oh God! Well, lucky for <laughs> That's you. That's a I whole guess. different situation. I, I was like, yeah, I'm more of a like, wow, I'm starving and I have got to go to this other thing. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to eat later today, so I'm going to grab yeah. an egg sandwich and get out. I don't even. I barely grab and go coffee. Yeah, okay. I'll still sit at the place for a few minutes. Yeah, no, I love, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, that's my hill. I would rather have it and then go wherever else I'm going. Okay, wait, wait, yeah, Brian is back on the line oh, again. Hey. Brian, you got something about egg sandwiches, well, my you friend? You reminded me because you mentioned Marty's Deli last week. Yes. Do they have egg salad sandwiches? And I used to love Lucia's. Egg, oh. Oh, yeah. the, the bread was so wonderful and the egg salad. Oh, there's egg salad is totally a thing, right? Whole new, yep. whole different that's a whole new game, thing. Yeah, I know. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Yep. And that's the thing is like, for me, it's the egg, the meat and the cheese, like an egg, you know, like kind of egg. And I'm okay with a scramble. Yeah. But we were just talking about like, I don't want to have, I don't want to have like a big fried egg where you crack the yolk and it runs down. Right. Because it's also like, that makes you have to eat the sandwich right then, right there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it almost forces the moment. You okay. see what I'm saying? Same yeah. with the burgers that have the the egg yolk on it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That forces the moment, like because you, if the minute that that egg yolk runs away and gets cold and weird, it's not. It's great. Okay, so this is way more analysis than I would normally give <laughs> an to the egg sandwich. <laughs> I just, I just like to sit. I like to savor the moment. I like a nice arugula. I like melty cheese. No meat. Yeah. Melty cheese yeah. and egg. There's nothing better yeah. in the world. Good bun. It can be really, really simple. I do like a soft scramble. I don't. I'm not loving the the what you were the calling block. egg the egg block the egg block egg brick. Yeah, not, that like we were saying has to be done first thing in the morning. You yeah. have to eat it immediately. So if you guys haven't had that experience, what it is is situation. Yeah, this situation is one in which the and it makes sense if you're doing a lot of sandwiches. If mm-hmm. like a restaurant mm-hmm. is doing a lot of sandwiches, what they do is they sort of sous vide. I think Correct. yes, this is sort of like sheet pan of egg scramble, mm-hmm. and so it cooks it, but it gets it uniform, and it and it's like a they cut them into squares normally. Yeah, they, some of them may do rounds. But then you put them on the bread, they heat it up before they serve you, and then they put it on the bread. And it's supposed to be this really sort of dense, eggy, 
It's a lot less. Uh, it doesn't. It's not dry. It's not supposed to be dry. Right. And it's. Um, it's a lot better for production sense. Yes. Does it give the same egg? No. Joy. It's, I don't know. It, honestly, so I I will definitely give more of those places that continue to give them a chance. But it has not been my favorite egg sandwich experience, and it feels like airplane food. Interesting. Interesting. I actually. For and I'm going to tell you that Alma Provisions, like I was saying, has these four, and the crushable and one had that, so. is just a buttered toasted roll, yeah. like ju- and the, and like you can tell that it's the good butter. Yeah, you know what I mean. You like when you get it, oh god, I love butter so much, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. But it's the buttered roll, and it's the egg with a little bit of cheddar or white American. What form does the egg take? The egg is the br- the, the brick, the brick. Okay. and then they had like two super crispy pieces of bacon, and mm. it was crushable okay and i loved it and so here's the other thing with bacon on your egg sandwich like it has to be crisp because if it's flabby then uh, like you take a bite and it pulls off the oh, whole no, thing no. all bacon it has to be i almost never it ordered has bacon to be charred on it. within an inch yeah. of its life yeah i want it almost carcinogenic yes but i but i worry about ordering bacon on a sandwich because if you if it is the wrong if it's underdone yeah. then you're then you're you're bereft of meat whatsoever on there right but i I, I hear you, but if that happens, and I never order meat, but if that happens, I just pull the bacon off. I don't eat it, but yeah. it has that flavor. But then you don't it's have the any oil. Yeah. But then you don't meat, but I, that's okay with me. But see, yeah. I'm, I am all about that trinity of whenever, egg, meat, and cheese. Whenever I see a really simple, like a beautiful baguette with butter and maybe just salami, I think of you. Yeah, that's, you love like that I three do. ingredient. <laughs> do you because know what's great about that? Every ingredient though? has to be really amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's, think about it. It's, it's really good uncomplicated food is just right. about the ingredients super good unsalted butter but then you hit it with salt mm-hmm. and salami and then i also going to add a little thing in there a very thin shaving of red onion is like oh. is magic okay okay that just elevates it but i will t- absolutely take ham butter salt right laurie meats yep bellicor yeah those are my two favorite really, really, really simple sandwiches. Sandwiches. Um, I have to still say the facel at Certix. I've been saying this forever. And that okay. one is that teeny tiny thin baguette. Yeah. And then they usually put the really good butter and then they put on the salami. Mm-hmm. They used to do like prosciutto, which is like Ooh, and sometimes nice they put they've put ham that I don't appreciate in there. Okay. But then arugula and the little red onion. That arugula. Yeah. Everything. Okay, bye. You guys are not interested in calling today, and that's okay. I'm going to be okay with that. But we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back with a really great second hour, so stay tuned.